Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with our very special guest, Chris Cadell, from the Lubbock Arts Alliance, and we will also be talking with Jennifer Huntoon, one of the new 2012 Kids First Film Critic winners. Plus, we will be reviewing the new film, Chimpanzees, and the timeless classic, E.T. So, to start off our show, we have Chris. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Raven. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the Lubbock Arts Alliance? Well, the Lubbock Arts Alliance is an organization that helps all types of arts organization in the Lubbock area. And this weekend, we just produced a large arts festival here. And we had over 20,000 people show up, and a lot of those were kids. And, and one of the things that, that the Lubbock Arts Alliance wanted to do this year was to have like a kids' film festival. So they called me, and I was the curator for the kids' film festival. And luckily, I know everybody at uh, Kids First, and, and uh, we have a, a great collaboration, and we had some wonderful films that we showed to um, over 1,000 kids this weekend. That's awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you contribute to the Lubbock Arts Alliance? Well, whenever they need something that involves film, they generally call me. I'm a filmmaker, and I've also been involved in the film festival world for some time. I produce film festivals, and I'm also a filmmaker, and I've had the privilege of being a part of film festivals. And so the Lubbock Arts Alliance, sometimes they need uh, short films made that uh, promote what they do. They help to develop a cultural district in downtown Lubbock, Texas, which is a thriving arts community, complete with a, um, a large arts center that's been built. And a lot of the downtown has been turned into artist studios and galleries. And what the Lubbock Arts Alliance does is, is they are an, a, a given opportunity for these organizations to talk 
uh, amongst each other and also to promote that cultural district downtown. And so I step in and help to promote that by making films about it or helping the, the um, Arts Alliance in um, maybe promoting uh, something by creating a, a, a film screening. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about some of the film festivals that you host or that you go to? Well, I helped to create a film festival here for this community, and it's called the Flatland Film Festival, and it's been operating for over eight years now. And about four years ago, I met Ann Church, and um, I found out that there was the, there was this amazing uh, organization, Kids First, and we started a free kids program during that film festival. And the whole purpose of the film festival was to to really to offer people in the community an opportunity to see what independent film was like and also to meet independent and regional filmmakers. And after succeeding at that, I've been able to go and be a festival producer uh, for other film festivals. But uh, my main uh, focus is right now is being a producer. And uh, what that is, is helping to kind of hire and fire the crew, um, hopefully never fire anybody, <laughs> put together the crew for the festival and to manage the budget for the film festival. So I think it's, it's, um, it's a fun job, but I don't always get to see all the films. So I either have to screen them beforehand or after the fact. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us about some of the big differences between independent films and big blockbusters that you might see in theaters? Well, then obviously uh, the number one, um, generally the, the number one difference between the two is uh, the budget. Mm -hmm. um, since that's a lot of what I deal with is budgets, um, I, I certainly um, you know, know, maybe not production-wise, but you certainly know that maybe a little less money was spent uh, uh, on. And that's the whole kind of definition of what independent is. It means you're operating uh, without studio help. You're operating without... Um, without those dollars and without the, the help of um, that community. So as an independent filmmaker, um, you also have the opportunity and the freedom to kind of tell stories that you don't normally see on the big screen. Um, and, and, and that's a, a, a great way um, to get into the film community is by being a part of independent film. And there's so many wonderful stories out there uh, that are very interesting if you attend a film festival, but they may not be the everyday fare that you would find on the weekend at a, a large multiplex. Absolutely. You are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with Chris Cadell from the Lubbock Arts Alliance, Jennifer Huntoon, one of the new 2012 Kids First Film Critic winners, plus we will be reviewing the new film Chimpanzees and the timeless classic, from ET and you're listening to Voice America Kids. So right now we're talking with Chris Cadell and um, he was just telling me some of the differences between independent films and big blockbusters. And he was saying obviously the differences are budget and I'm really into independent films and I think one of the differences for me is a lot of times I feel like independent films, the stories are more genuine and they're more like, I don't know, they can resonate better with people. Anyway, that's just my opinion. So, Chris, why do you think the arts are such an important influence in people's lives? Well, I think if you look at, uh, especially where I'm from, it's a smaller community. I, I think that the arts represents the heart and the soul of a community. And so uh, you really, it's something that's really important. I have a t-shirt that I wear every once in a while that says, art saves lives. And, and I believe it, it provides something very important uh, and I think what makes this community special is that 
Um, you look at it, whatever's going on on a particular weekend. You can always find an, uh, you know, a new piece of art at a gallery. You can find a ballet. You might even find a, a, a really great film festival. Um, all these things provide something that's important to the community. Um, when, when you work really hard, um, you, you also want to be able to spend that time um, learning something new. Art takes you to something new. Art provides uh, an opportunity to open yourself up emotionally. Art also provides a mirror um, to you know what's happening in society, and also art can provide escapism for um, for people as well. Absolutely, I've been acting honestly for as long as I can remember. Like I can't remember my life without acting, and I totally agree with you that art saves lives. Um, you know, acting for me it like takes me away from the stress of everyday life and I love acting so much. So can you talk to us about your work in technical theater? Certainly, I grew up, when I was 10 years old, I did my first big theater show and I was an actor back then and I was in The Music Man. So I, I started out doing musicals as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did some TV shows where I would show up and I would sing on some TV shows. It was a lot of fun uh, and that led to my choice to go uh, into theater in college. And I loved theater so much. I, I worked in the shop and I worked in the lighting department and the costume department. And then I was also in the plays. Um, and um, it was a lot of hard work, but I never thought it was work. It was just, it was so much fun. And, and um, we, you know, you got to do a show at the end of this process, um, which I think was so fascinating, rehearsing and building and, and, you know, Making a show is just—it was so much fun. The production was so much fun um, that uh, you know I—I I was able to get—I got an award for being an outstanding theater student. I think it was just because of my passion for wanting to just learn everything I could about it. And that was an ideal situation for me to want to go into the film business. Uh, and you'll find a lot of people that have theater experience in the film business, and uh, and that 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 was a new passion for me. Once I once I uh, got to go to a film set I just I was locked right there I just that was it I thought it was the greatest thing ever and I've been doing those type of things ever since I can absolutely relate to you on that I mean theater is my life and I eventually hope to go to uh, film acting one day um, but can you tell us about what you love about directing and produ production you know I, I think that it's the opportunity to tell a great story and, you know, I think as a director, it's not the thought that, oh, I could tell a better story than someone else. As for me as a director, it's just like, I, I just, I have a story I want to tell. And I think everybody has stories that they want to tell. And, and for me, the way I can tell a story um, is visually. I have friends that tell a story by painting. I have friends that tell a story by singing. I have friends that tell a story by playing the guitar. And, you know, I never was able to do all those things. But for whatever reason, I knew that I could visually do something. Um, and and thought a lot of that was theater. And I, I, could, I, I knew where um, that story needed to happen and where the eye of, of the camera needed to be for me. And um, I think for me, that's the kind of the, the, where the passion comes from is, is every day something new happens. Every day you work on a film, it's always new. There, there's never, it's never like the same thing day after day and for my personality for I am that's that's what's really exciting there's always something new there's always a, a problem to solve or 
or something to think about or a new way to tell the story. So to me, those are, are why I'm passionate about directing and, and also working in production. Well, thank you so much, Chris. It looks like we're out of time, but we've been talking with Chris Cadell from Lubbock Arts Alliance. And like I said, thank you so much for joining us. It's really been a pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you, Raven. I really enjoyed being a part of uh, today's um, today's podcast. So <laughs> thank you. And we look forward to seeing what you'll do next. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the new nature film, Chimpanzees, and obviously it's about chimpanzees. And we have with us today Morgan and Brianna. So how are you doing today, Morgan? 
Well, I've been doing actually pretty good. That's awesome. And Brianna, how are you? Very good, thank you. The weather is awesome. Awesome. I can say the same here in sunny Colorado. All right, so Brianna, why don't you tell us a little bit about this film, Chimpanzees? Well, Chimpanzee is a documentary set in the deep, deep forests of Africa. I would love to go there one day. It tells the story of little Oscar, a young and playful chimpanzee that has a good life, like a really good life with his friends and family because he gets fed by his mother and all that stuff and he kind of gets pampered and he is very curious and wants to learn everything he can but when he's separated from his mother Isha um, during a fight for territory between a rival group the learning stops for him like he it just stops because he has no one to teach like he's no one to teach him and he has to look out for himself and then when everyone else he knows rejects him the one like chimpanzee that you would never expect to take him in does and it like really changes his life that sounds like such a touching story so morgan why don't you tell us your opinion on this film you know did you like it did you not tell us about it i loved it because I liked that little Oscar, how he's so cute and adorable, and I just want to want him. And I liked how they had flowers grow in two seconds. That was awesome. And they also had glowing mushrooms, which glowed green. And I and we got the um, top to bottom of the rainforest, which was really good. And I also got to see the beautiful waterfall. That was breathtaking. Well, it sounds like the visuals in this film are absolutely amazing. So, Brianna, why don't you tell us about the cinematography? I know that cinematography and, you know, visuals and camera angles for documentaries are definitely different than other films we might see, and there's definitely a lot more nature in them. So why don't you tell us what you thought about that? Well, the cinematography in this film, as you said, it was different than many other films from, like, being... uh, documentary mm-hmm. it had a lot of close-ups like since it was documentary it the person speaking had to there was no close-ups on him so it had to be close-ups on everything else and the way they angled it and the way they got close-ups and the way they sped it up like when it was night and day night and day they like sped it up so you could see the trees moving and you could see the clouds moving and it was really fun like there was this glowing thing and it went like all over the trees and the ants and everything it was it was bright and it was really cool that sounds very beautiful um so morgan why don't you tell us about the soundtrack in this it sounds like definitely a very touching story and i know it is a documentary that's set deep in the jungle so how did the music sort of promote the feeling of the movie well promoted it very slow and soft like it was a good film with the music and it just went along with the story it was flowing mm-hmm. it felt very good and it was just like a sweet music like a melody kind of or a lullaby kind of like both mm-hmm. and morgan another question for you do you think you have a favorite scene in this movie or maybe a favorite chimpanzee my favorite chimpanzee would be Oscar, and my favorite moment would be when, well, I think when they, when he, um, Oscar gets finally on the 
leader of Oscar Family's back. That was mm-hmm. very cute. Mm-hmm. And why do you think Oscar's your favorite character? Because he's a baby chimpanzees, and it's very hard to get baby chimpanzees on camera because they move very fast. And they actually got him on it. And also because he's a little baby. Mm-hmm. And he's so cute and adorable that you would probably want him. Mm-hmm. Every time we see little animals in films, it's like, oh my gosh, I want to take that one home. I think it would be very fun to have a pet monkey for a day. That would be very entertaining, don't you think? Yes. Just mm-hmm. for one day, because they can be a lot of work. Yeah, they could be a handful. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with Jennifer Huntoon, one of the 2012 Kids First Film Critic winners. Plus, we will be reviewing the new film Chimpanzee and the timeless classic E.T. So right now we're talking about the new film Chimpanzee, and we have with us Brianna and Morgan. And Morgan was just telling me about her favorite moment and her favorite chimpanzee, which is Oscar, and she loved him because he's so cute and adorable. And I think everybody just loves little cuddly, fluffy animals no matter what kind they are so Brianna why don't you tell us about your favorite moment in this film and your favorite chimpanzee well my favorite chimpanzee first would be the mother I mean I know like the main star is Oscar but the mother has a hard job to do he has to feed him he has to protect him he has to the she since he's a mother um she has to protect him she has to take him everywhere she has to put him on her back and it's very hard being a mother I now realize that Mm -hmm. and my favorite scene is probably when Oscar is trying to open a nut because they have this big nut tree in the middle of their territory so when he's trying to open a nut he uses several tree limbs and they break after every time he smashes it on the nut and he Mm -hmm. just can't seem to get it on the nut and then he finally realizes after much much determination with the twigs that the rock is actually the right tool to use because everyone else is using one. That's too funny. I think um, it sounds absolutely adorable, you know, getting to watch little little creatures, little monkeys um, figure out how to do things, you know, learning because they try so many different things until they finally actually catch on in the right way how to do it. And I think that's very cute and comical. So, Morgan, I know it might be kind of hard to relate to this movie only because we are not chimpanzees living in the jungle, but do you think you could relate to a specific chimpanzee, or do you think the story could relate to you in any way? I think I would relate to little Oscar because we're both little and cute and adorable. So, basically, we kind of love each other, and we're pretty much curious. So, that's basically what's in common about us. Mm-hmm. And you are still very young, so you, you're learning and growing just like Oscar. I could definitely see you as being a little Oscar chimpanzee. So, Bruno, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to stick you in a tree and watch you climb around, won't we? <laughs> so, Brianna, what do you think, how, how do you think you would relate to this story or a specific uh, character in the story? I think, like, I think I, sh- I think I could relate to a part not like a part, but the whole story. Because if you think about it, we're all trying to get food in in places and we're all and we're sometimes all homeless and we sometimes lose someone in our lives. 
and that's a part of life so I think we all relate to that Mm -hmm. there's definitely in every story when there's a tragedy even if we don't relate directly to that tragedy I think as a whole community we can relate to like you said you know homelessness or losing someone I've definitely lost uh, several loved ones in my life and so I think I could relate to that as well so on a lighter note what do you think about the comedy in this film? I know it's not typical comedy that you might see um, at, in a humorous movie, but there's definitely got to be some comedy considering, you know, the monkeys goofing around with each other. So what do you think about that, Brianna? I think since Tim Allen narrated it, like while the while the chimpanzees are doing things, he kind of makes little remarks. Like when I said before, he tries to open a nut, like little Oscar. He's like, Tim Allen's like, you can do it. You can do it. I can do it. Oh man, it broke. And he's just using his, he's just using his natural comedic self because we all know him as a laughable person and you can just laugh at him and as for the chimpanzees they also did some pretty things that were kind of funny like when you put the food in your mouth and then you not spit it out but you show it to everyone and Mm -hmm. it's really funny absolutely so morgan what do you think about the emotion in this film well i think the emotion was pretty flowing and loving Mm mm-hmm and I think the second emotion when Oscar loses his mom is very sad and not very happy. So it's kind of like a mix of both emotions. It, Absolutely. And it, it's also funny um, because I like this song at the end. That was a very funny song. And I also like how the chimpanzees play and how they and I also like what the funny thing was is how they play in the trees and how they are in the trees. Mm-hmm. And also the funny song, what, the song is pretty funny. I might say that that was the funniest thing. Absolutely. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Bri- Brianna and Morgan, thank you so much for telling us all about Chimpanzee. It seems very cute, very funny, very touching, very educational. So be sure to go see the new film Chimpanzee in a theater near you with your whole family. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, 
sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and now we are going to be talking with Jennifer Huntoon from Indiana, and this is her very first time on the show because she is one of the new 2012 Kids First Film Critic winners, and we have with us Blake and Morgan and Brianna, and they're here to help welcome Jennifer into the Kids First family. So, Jennifer, how are you today? I'm good. Awesome. So... We're just going to ask you a couple questions. I know this is your first time on the show, but um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, how old are you? Where are you from? Tell us about what you like to do. Okay. So I'm 13 and my birthday is in 11 days. Awesome. So I'm really excited about that. And then I'm originally from West Virginia, but we moved to Indiana because my dad found a job here. So, Yeah. Awesome. Well, happy early birthday. You're about to be as old as I am. I'm 14, but my birthday's in like a couple months, so I'll be 15. Um, so tell us about some of your hobbies. You know, what do you like to do in your free time? Um, in my free time, usually I'm at my dance studio one step above, and there um, we do a lot of different styles of dance, and I just really love to dance. And then awesome. we're also doing musicals this year. And so we're doing Alice in Wonderland, and I'm playing the White Rabbit. Oh. Awesome. I was in Alice in Wonderland when I was really, really little. I was um, I was a little, like, tea party mouse. So that's, like, a super fun <laughs> play to do. Yeah. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your favorite style of dance. 
Um, my favorite style of dance is probably jazz or tap. Mm-hmm. And I really like tap because you just get to express yourself. And most of the times we do a tap number, it's like really upbeat and just really fun. So you get to have a lot of fun with it and just be your own character. Awesome. I um I did both of those. I did jazz and tap when I was younger. I did ballet too, but now I'm more into acting and of course film critiquing. Um, so Blake is also, well, everyone on the show except for me is also a uh, new film critic. So we'll have Blake sort of tell you a little bit about what's in store for your first couple of months. Well, basically what's in store for your uh, first couple of months of being a film critic is a lot of great things. You get to see these amazing new movies. Uh, I've already seen a lot of great movies that I had no idea that ever existed. So it's been really great to see um, some stuff I haven't seen before. Also, if you can, you might be able to be a part of a, a junket. And the junkets are like kind of like premieres that you go to, and you might be able to meet the cast or the crew that made the great movies. Like I got to do Journey to the Mysterious Island, and that was just really fun. I love doing that. So, yeah, just it's going to be a mixed bag of great surprises for you along your journey. Mm-hmm. And you get to do a ton of film festivals, which is so fun because you get to go and watch like independent independent films and talk to a bunch of producers and meet a bunch of people, which is super fun. And definitely, like Blake said, getting to see a bunch of movies that you didn't even know existed, um, whether it's going to see movies weeks before they come out in theaters or going to press junkets or getting um, DVDs emailed to you. I mean, uh, mailed to you before they come out in stores. It's all super fun. And also we have with us Morgan, who is one of our younger film critics. So why don't you tell um, Jennifer a little bit about what you've experienced so far? Well, I experienced The Chipmunks. That was a very funny film, which you you will be able to experience many of films and fun things. So I might say that it's very fun to do that. And you also get to see them before anybody else, which is very cool and i also like the dvds i like them how you get to keep them on dvd mm-hmm. for free before anybody else and brianna what do you think is something that jennifer can look forward to i think something that she, um you jennifer could look um forward to is red carpet like, I just went to one for the chimpanzee, and it was my first one, and I was really excited for it. And you have to be calm while during during interviewing people, because if you're all act up, they'll be like, well, gosh, calm down. So, But it's not that hard. I mean, I thought it'd be really hard staying calm, but it was really easy. And another thing is people will be coming up to you because if you're on a red carpet, they have your name not name, but like your company Kids First on the ground of the red carpet and they look at it and they're like, oh, you're with Kids First. Oh, I'll come talk to you first because I was with the kids organization. So be ready to answer some questions. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with Jennifer Huntoon, one of the new 2012 Kids First Film Critic winners. Plus, we will be reviewing the timeless classic E.T. So right now we're talking with Jennifer, and we were just telling her about everything she's to expect in the first couple of months and in the next year of being a Kids First Film Critic. But Jennifer, what are you most looking forward to doing? Um, 
I'm really excited to do like the red carpet events and just uh, do some interviews with people and get to know all my kids first members. Mm-hmm. Well, we are definitely a very close family here and we're very excited to welcome you and, you know, have another kids first film critic to be on board. And, um, I think you should definitely be looking forward to doing the red carpets because I got to do the um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 press junket um, for the DVD release, and it happened at um, Harry Potter World at the Universal Studios. So not only did I get to go there for four days and have, like, unlimited passes to all of the rides, which was awesome because I didn't have to wait in any of, like, the hour-long lines, but I got to meet a huge um, portion of the cast and I got to meet Rupert Grint who plays Ron Weasley and he's like my all-time favorite character and that was one of the best experiences of my entire life and you'll definitely have such great memorable experiences when you're done with your term here and you know it's just such a great experience I remember my very first red carpet it was actually the honey colored carpet because it was the um Winnie the, Rapo- Winnie the Pooh world premiere and it was so fun getting to talk to a ton of different um you know voice talent people and actors and actresses and um, musicians and it's very nerve-wracking when you have interviews especially um when it's like your first interview but it's actually a lot easier than you'd think because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to this famous person that everybody knows, but they're really, you know, just people and you get to talk to them and it's super fun. So why don't you tell us about your favorite genre of film that you like to watch? Because being a kid's first film critic, you are going to watch a ton of different films in any genre possible. Um, I really like comedy and like different documentaries. I like comedy because it just makes me laugh and I have a really good time watching it with like my family or friends. And then with documentaries, I get to learn more about something that maybe I didn't know or learn more about something I kind of already knew. Mm -hmm. So I really like watching those. Absolutely. I think my favorite genre is probably comedy and then like suspense or thrillers or horrors because I don't know I find scary things very interesting and entertaining but that's just my opinion a lot of my friends don't like horror films or anything like that yeah so what is something that you really hope to get out of kids first you know whether it's confidence or I don't know interview skills what do you hope to get out of it um I really want to like boost up my confidence because I definitely need a lot of that on being on stage and just being confident in, my, in myself, and then, like, just um, gaining the skill to talk to every, like, all the actors and stuff, and get to know all all the people better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I am into acting a lot, and, um, you know, going to auditions, you have to be very personable, and I think... Kids First has given me so much confidence and being able to talk to stars that I've seen on TV and, you know, keeping calm and cool and poised has definitely helped me in my auditions and just, you know, being around people that you see all the time, like talking with my friends, it sort of helps you be more confident or when you're talking to um, family members that you haven't seen for a long time, it's just, it, it helps you to it's just easier to talk to people because it's like, oh, it's super easy to talk to this person if I'm able to talk to, you know, a super famous person. Um, so that's very fun. Yeah. So I'm, I, I want to give you a hint. 
that everybody's a very nice person and that you will like them all. <laughs> yes, we are all very welcoming here. So, Blake, what do you think has been, um, what have you gotten so far out of this? Well, like I was saying earlier, I got to go meet The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Josh Hutcherson, who was just in The Hunger Games. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, Vanessa Hudgens and Luis Guzman. And that was at the uh, press junket for, well, that wasn't at the junket. It was at the red carpet premiere of uh, Journey to the Mysterious Island. And that was just an amazing experience. Like, like what Raven was saying about her Harry Potter experience, mine was very similar to that. And just, it's it's... It's unimaginable, like, because you see these people on this on the big screen, right? And you're like, wow, these people are larger than life. But like what Raven was saying is that when you really talk to them, they're just normal people like you and me. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like we're out of time, but Blake, Brianna, and Morgan, thank you so much for welcoming Jennifer into the Kids First family. And Jennifer, good luck to you, and I look forward to hearing about some of your awesome Kids First adventures on the show. And you're going to have such a wonderful time. It's going to be such you know, a fun, a fun road that you're about to go down, and I look forward to talking to you very soon on the next show. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long Film Critics Boot Camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. 
Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the classic alien film, E.T., and we have with us Blake and Victoria. So how are you doing today, Victoria? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And Blake, what about you? Pretty good. Awesome. So, Victoria, why don't you tell us a little bit about this classic film? Okay. E.T. is one of the classic films. Like, it's like sci-fi, but it's like a movie that everyone will like. Mm-hmm. I almost cried in this movie. Like, I never cry in anything. Mm-hmm. And it almost moved me to tears. Like, in the end, when they were, like, all together, he was crying. But it, it ended up being a little funny because he wasn't dead. So yeah. I really liked this movie. Well, it is absolutely a classic. And it is very touching. You know, I used to watch this movie all the time when I was younger. And I have a little cousin who's, like, six or seven now. And he is so obsessed with E.T. He watches it, like, ten times a day. It's kind of, you know, he's obsessed. Um but yeah, it's definitely a very touching film, and um, it touches on a lot of things about, like, even though it is about aliens and people, and it sort of seems like a cute kids movie, it is, it touches on a lot of deeper things, like liking people even if they're different, or, you know, not not putting others down even if they're a little bit different you know, than you, and it's, you know, accepting everyone despite their differences. So, Blake, what did you think about this film? Well... Uh, it is a classic. I, Steven Spielberg is one of my heroes, and I just think this this film is an overall amazing movie. It's a perfect example of what a film should be. It has all different uh, kinds of emotion in this film. There is a comedy, like it fits into all genres, like what um, Victoria was saying. So there's comedy, there's drama. Yeah, you just get a really cool mixed bag of emotions in this movie, which I always love to see in movies. And, Blake, since this film is a classic, you know, it's a little bit older, what did you think about the cinematography and the special effects and the visuals in this film? Well, the cinematography is probably some of the fantastic I've ever seen in any other film. There's one scene in the movie where E.T. and Elliot were uh, flying on their bikes, and they just went right across the moon, and I will always remember that in this film. It's just a great, perfect example of photography. Absolutely. That is one of the most famous scenes or images in a classic film, I think. I mean, you'll see that imagery of them flying across the moon on their bike, like all over the place. So that's definitely, I think, a very memorable moment for everyone. So, Victoria, why don't you tell us about the soundtrack of this film and how it helped prompt the emotions in this film? Okay, so in most movies... I never liked the soundtracks because it never fits. They just put, like, random music in there. But for this E.T. movie, it was, like, perfectly fit for it. It told you, like, it was, like, if they were running, you'd be, like, dun, 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 dun. Like, they were running and you, like, uh-huh. something. Like, it would go perfectly with it. And it would, like, depict what was happening. It would, 
like in most movies, like they'll be running and they just play like some little kitty song. Yeah. But in this movie, it was like action. It was it was very intense music, but it was fit for the movie. Absolutely. Well, Steven Spielberg is like a genius in everything he does. Like, I don't think he's ever made a single movie that I haven't absolutely loved. Um and I think the soundtrack in this movie, like you said, it fits perfectly. It, it's very, it, it suits the movie very much. So, Victoria, do you think you might have a favorite scene or character in this movie? My favorite character was Elliot. Wait, no, I changed that. My favorite character was Gertie. And why is that? Because she was like the funniest little kid. I never knew that was Drew Barrymore, but I, like, I looked up the characters and who they were, and it was like Drew Barrymore, and they looked like totally different but she was so cute and she was like supportive of her brother she was like the little sister that like did whatever you said she was like adorable so I liked her character absolutely and um what do you think about your favorite scene my favorite scene was when she dressed up the ET as like lady he had on a wig and stuff he was like just started talking and his fingers started growing and he like healed like Elliot just by touching mm-hmm. him because his finger was glowing and he like started talking he had on a dress and it was funny because he was hobbling around this little dress and wig absolutely you're listening to the voice america kids network i'm your host raven Devani, and today we are reviewing et and victoria was just telling me about her favorite character and her scene and so now blake what do you think your favorite character or scene is in this film my favorite character would probably have to be elliot elliot is a 10 year old boy and he lives in this suburban area that, you know, like I grew up in, kind of. I grew up in the suburbs, so I know I can relate to this movie being, like, I know the kids around the block and all that. And he just felt like this really uh, relatable character. With he, He's a kid with all these real-world problems with his father and his mother. It's just it's great how uh, realistic Steven Spielberg brought this character in this movie. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Steven Spielberg always touches, even if it's not like in the most realistic ways, like in Edward Scissorhand, that's not like the most realistic possibility. But in all of his movies, he always touches on such real important issues that we have in our daily lives. And the way he portrays those things is absolutely genius. I mean, I love him. I'm such a huge fan of him. Blake, like you said, he's your hero. I think I could call him that myself. Um, but so like Blake was saying about relating to the movie Victoria, do you think you relate to the movie or a certain character in any way? Again, I related to Gertie because she's the youngest and I'm the youngest and like a girl. Mm-hmm. So I remember what it was like when I was little, like my brother and sister wouldn't tell me anything because I was the youngest. But when they did tell you something, they always wanted you to keep it a secret and you were always like the best one at keeping a secret mm-hmm. or not so like the best one because... You never understood, like, you weren't supposed to say this or you weren't supposed to say that. Mm-hmm. And, like, when she told her mom, she was, like, in the end when they went to go take E.T. to, like, his mothership or something. Mm-hmm. She said, are the people gone because they told me to give you this note when the people are gone? And they were still there, like, right in front of her mom. Mm-hmm. So... She kind of just gave them away. I did that a little bit when I was little. <laughs> Absolutely. She's definitely um, the type of person that, you know, 
is looks up to her older siblings so much and she just wants to do everything she can to get their approval even if she sometimes messes it up I'm the oldest in my family I have a little brother so I can't necessarily relate to her in that regard but I mean she's such a cute character I absolutely love her and that was um Drew Barrymore's very first role actually which is super cool that she got to be such a big part so Blake what do you think about the emotion in this film the motion in this movie is phenomenal. It's very heavy, and I think it's one of the best examples of emotion I've ever seen in a movie. It really, Steven Spielberg does just an amazing job to relating to everyone in the audience. It's really hard to come out of this movie and not being able to relate to anyone because each and every one of the characters in this movie represents, you know, a certain person that does a certain thing a certain way, which I absolutely loved. He's got. Uh, the emotions on the spectrum and you know he's constantly going around the emotions and it's really awesome to watch because just it changes up so much and keeps it really fresh and fun to watch and what age group would you recommend this film for uh it's it's definitely a classic movie i think almost everybody can enjoy it it does get a little scary at the end though like like what um victoria was saying how it made her cry i think the emotion might be a little too much for kids, but I think I would give this movie for kids wise, uh, ages seven and up would, uh, love it. Mm -hmm. And Victoria, what age group would you recommend for this film? I agree the same. Like I even think people 90 would love it for Mm -hmm. like seven to 90. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I remember being little, I I mean, I absolutely love um, E.T. now, but I remember being a little bit younger and the movie scared me, but my cousin has been watching this movie since he was like five and it doesn't scare him at all. So I think it sort of depends. I think I was just like not able to emotionally handle how like emotional it was for E.T. and everything. So I think that's probably why it scared me a little bit, but I agree with both of you. This movie is perfect for all ages. Um, So Victoria, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I give it five stars. Like even Steven Spielberg did like so many things with this movie, even though it was in the eighties, like mm-hmm. he made it look like it was a 2012 movie with all the graphics. So I'll give it five out of five. Absolutely. And Blake, what about you? Five out of five flawless movie. I absolutely I agree with both of you. It's such a classic, you know, it's, it's one of those films that everybody knows about, everybody's seen, everybody's going to see again, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's like a must see, a must have for every home. Well, it looks like we're out of time, but thank you so much for joining us. And Victoria and Blake, thank you so much for telling me and everybody else about, like I said before, this timeless classic E.T. by the genius Steven Spielberg. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Bye.